Hello, my name is Samuel Odu, and I have a very important message for you today. The title of the message is How to Win Anybody to Christ. How to Win Anybody to Christ. Let's pray. Father, I ask you to speak through me today. Lord, I ask you to encourage every believer. Lord, I ask you to inspire every believer. Lord, I ask you to minister to everyone that will listen to this podcast. Set every heart on fire to go after the lost in the name of Jesus. Fill everyone with the spirit of wisdom that is required to win people over to you. Lord, I pray that everyone that listens to this message will get it and will understand it and run with it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So I'll be taking my text from the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible, the classic edition. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ. For it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jews first and also to the Greek. Hallelujah. King James says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. So the power to bring salvation is domiciled in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want you to know that no person is unwinnable. No person is too difficult to win. No human being is unredeemable. No human being is unredeemable. Nobody is too hard to win for for Christ with the gospel. No human being is too hard to win over to Christ with the gospel. I also want you to know that you can win anybody to Christ. You can win anybody, any human being to Christ. You can win anyone, no matter the person's background, no matter how religiously brainwashed the person is, no matter how hardened the heart is, all you need is to open your mouth and speak the words of the gospel. That's all you need. Open your mouth and speak the words of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is telling people that all their sins were laid on Jesus Christ when he was hanging on the cross. When you tell someone that his sins, all of his sins, all my sins and all your sins were laid on Jesus Christ when he was hanging on the cross. That Jesus Christ died in your place and that God raised him from the dead after three days. This is the gospel. However you want to bring it across to your contact depends on you and how the Holy Spirit is leading you then. But if you tell someone anything apart from this, that Jesus died for their sins, that all their sins were laid on Jesus, that Jesus Christ died and he was raised back from the dead after three days by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you say any other thing apart from this, you are not preaching the gospel. You know, God has a great plan for your life. You know, he has a great destiny for you. I know the plan I have for you, plans of good and not of evil. That is not the gospel. If you tell someone that and you tell the person to say the sinner's prayer, you did not preach the gospel. I'm sorry. You know, but where 
when you can use that as your starter you can use that as your icebreaker you can ask the person do you know that god has a great plan for your life you know anything you can start anyway but your main content anything can be your introduction but the main content of the gospel is the death the burial and resurrection of jesus christ and that jesus died to take away the sin of the world that is what the gospel is all about so whenever you begin to say this the power of god is released amen the gospel is self anointed the gospel is self anointed when you preach the gospel the spirit of god goes to work immediately to bring conviction and repentance whenever you preach the word of god the gospel of jesus christ the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus whenever you begin to whatever you are saying and you switch gears and begin to talk about the death burial and resurrection of jesus all the powers in this world you know is activated at that time amen so whenever you are having a casual discussion and all of a sudden you begin to talk about the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ the atmosphere there changes the spiritual atmosphere something is stirred up in the realm of the spirit the holy spirit goes into operation immediately you know goes into operation immediately you must be conscious of the power of the gospel you must be conscious of the power of the gospel the word of god is self anointed the bible says in john chapter 6 verse 63 john 6 verse 63 in the good news translation it says what gives life is god's spirit human power is of no use at all the word i have spoken to you brings god's life giving spirit so whenever you begin to speak the words of the gospel the life giving spirit of god is being released being transmitted to that person that is hearing you the power of god that brings salvation is activated the moment you begin to tell someone that jesus died for your sin jesus rose again after 3 days the moment you switch into that you know that subject matter the power of god is activated immediately to bring conviction the holy spirit the convicting power of the holy ghost is activated and the person must come to salvation whether the person comes to salvation immediately or later but as soon as you dump the gospel on someone pardon me for using that word dump as soon as you dump that word the word the message of the gospel on someone the person is in trouble <laughs> the person will have no peace until the person surrenders to Jesus Christ so once the word of god has gone out it will surely produce the intended results it will surely produce salvation salvation is the end result of the gospel the message of the gospel is the aim of the gospel is the salvation of mankind in the book of isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 to 11 i'll read from the new living translation isaiah 55 verse 10 to 11 He said the rain and snow come down from heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth they cause the grain to grow producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry it is the same with my word i send it out 
and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper wherever I send it. The word of God in your mouth is as powerful as God saying it himself. You must never forget that. The word of God in your mouth is as powerful as the word of God in the mouth of God. The word of God coming forth from your lips is as powerful as if Jesus was speaking those words himself. In the King James says, As the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. The word of God, once you've spoken the word of the gospel, the message of the gospel, it must surely produce. It must surely produce. So even the last time you, you went out on soul winning and you preached the message of the gospel to someone, I want you to know that that message is still working. That seed has been planted. It is called the incorruptible seed of the word of God. That is what gets people born again. Incorruptible means it can never be destroyed. Once that word is sown into the soil of the hearts of men, it forces the earth into production. I had uh, a great man of God speaking some time, some time ago, some years ago. He said, do you know why metal rusts on the earth? It is because when whatever goes into the ground, the ground forces it into production. The ground is trying to make that metal to produce. You know, and that's why it's, it, it rusts. So whenever the seed of the word of God, you know, remember the parable of the sower. All the seed that hit the ground produced, all of them produced. But the, 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 how much they produce depends, dependent on the level of understanding of the person that hears that word. So it is one of our duties to make sure that people understand the message of the gospel. I'm going to come to that very shortly. So you don't have to be, you know, very intellectual in the presentation of the gospel. Just say it as it is. Just say it as it is. Keep it simple. So you must keep in mind that God wants people to save more than you do. God wants people to be saved more than you do. So whenever you're going so winning, just know that, you know, you're not just wasting time. God wants people to be saved more than you do. If you are looking, you know, at someone with the eyes of compassion and you've been desiring for that person to be saved, I want you to know that God wants that person to be saved more than you want that person to be saved. In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, the Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness. But he is long-suffering to you, world, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God does not want anybody in hell. Hellfire was not meant for any human being. Hellfire was meant for Satan and his demons. So God wants all men to be saved more than you do. Hallelujah. So you must keep that in mind whenever you're going so winning. Whenever you see someone, God is so happy that you are coming close to that person because God will be saying today could be the day of salvation for this my child 
You know, God expects, you know, whenever you walk away, when God lays on your heart to speak to someone about him and you walk away, you know, God is not happy. God is not happy because God is so excited. You know, he plants you in a place, you know, to bring the light of the gospel. You know, and when you walk out of that place and you don't hear the gospel, you know, God is not so happy. So God begins to make another plan to get that person saved. Hallelujah. So another thing I want you to know is that becoming born again is very, very simple. To become born again is very, very simple. It is very simple for people to become born again. It is us that make it complicated. It is very, very simple. In the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, you know, so all you have to do is preach the gospel and depend on the Holy Ghost for utterance. Just preach the gospel. Tell people that Jesus loves them. He died for them. He rose again after three days. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Depend on the Holy Spirit for utterance. Of course, you need to study the Bible, understand what the message of the gospel is. Just read it in different translations. Listen to podcasts like this. You know, get an understanding of what the gospel is. Now, when you meet someone, the Holy Spirit will just bring to your remembrance that thing you have read before. And the person will receive the gift of salvation. Hallelujah. So tell the person that Jesus wants to be the Lord of his life. Once you tell someone that Jesus wants to be the Lord of his life. Okay, let me read Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. I will read from the New Living Translation. He said, For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Amen. That is how simple it is for someone to become born again. Let me share an experience I, I had on Monday night. That's uh, three days ago. Uh, I, I do this every time. I, use, I don't waste my tips. I do not waste my tips. If I take a taxi... If I call a taxi, I give the person a tip of as little as, as 10 rand. Tip of as little as 5 rand can win a soul. I give them a tip and they are so happy. Nobody will be surprised that you may be the only person that has given him a tip since he started you know, running a taxi business. Or you may be the only person or the person desperately needs all the tips he can get that day. You know, the Bible said that the gift of a man makes way for him. Amen. So when I give somebody a tip, I give a taxi driver a tip, the person automatically, you know, you know, begins to listen to me, whatever I have to say. The person is so happy. You know, that tip opened their heart. It's not, I'm not bribing anyone. I'm just using the gift. I'm just using my gift. Whenever you give to someone, at that moment, the person receives that gift from you, you are in charge. You must maximize that opportunity for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when I give a tip, I always follow my tips with the gospel. I'm telling you. And usually, the people receive Jesus. They receive the message of salvation. They give their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. So do not waste your tip anymore. If you go to a restaurant and you give a tip to a waiter, my brother and my sister do not leave that place without telling the person about Jesus. So on Monday night, I, I had some money in my, in my house. I, I just wanted to be a blessing. I was looking for a poor person to, to give money for food that night. So I took a walk, you know, 
I was dancing on my way and I found I saw a, a poor person looking for something in the dustbin, probably looking for food or looking, you know, digging through the dustbin in town, the here in King Williams town. You know, so I, when I saw the person, I quickly gave him that money and I begged him, please don't use this money to buy drugs. Please don't use this money for, to buy alcohol. I am a pastor. My money is holy money. Amen. So I begged the, the man and I begged him. So I wanted to walk away. The Holy Spirit told me, are you going to waste this opportunity? That man was looking for food probably. And I gave him this money that would be enough to buy him food. So the moment I gave him that money, I took advantage of that situation there. I began to tell him. I told him that Jesus Christ died for you. I told him that Jesus Christ rose again after three days. The moment I began to say that, I told him that Jesus Christ can change your life. Jesus Christ can change your life. That was how I started. You know, then I told him that Jesus Christ loves him so much. Man, that man's attention was focused on me. He was not expecting that money probably. You know, that money really opened the door. I told him about the love of God. I told him how Jesus died for him on the cross. I told him that Jesus rose again after three days. You know, and I told him that Jesus wants to become the Lord of his life. That man, and I told him, is there any reason why you shouldn't receive Jesus now? If you, Jesus wants to come into your life now, you know, and I gave him the invitation and he was so glad. He received the gospel. I, I told, I led him in the, uh, the sinner's prayers, the prayer for salvation. He said that prayer and immediately he didn't pick anything from the bin again. He just left. That guy disappeared. I thought he was an angel of God because I didn't see him again. By the time I turned back, I looked down and I saw him. He was really not an angel, you know. You know, so, you know, so he received Jesus because I gave him just a little amount of money. You don't know how much 10 rand. You don't know how much one dollar can change somebody's life. I told him, you may not experience... Uh, uh, prosperity in this life maybe probably but one thing is sure if you drop dead now if I drop dead now we are going to see each other in heaven I'm going to see you in heaven because Jesus will come into your life now man I was speaking hope into this man and he received the gospel and he was saved hallelujah I'm just sharing an example with you so there are so many strategies I've been winning souls for over 20 years and I'm very skillful at this thing by the grace of God if the way I share the gospel with one person is not the way I share with the other person. You know, when they were, were in, 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 in the lockdown in South Africa, I used that lockdown. Oh my God, I used that situation to win souls. You know, one time the president said they don't know the journey to recovery. You know, jobs will be lost. And I used that speech of the president against, against the devil. I told people that many people are going to lose their job. There is no security. The only way to prosper now is to have to be in the kingdom of God. You know, from there, I took that speech of the president and I used it to preach the gospel. Amen. And it worked for me. It worked for me. Now, there are some things you must never forget. Let me tell you three things you must never forget um, as you endeavor to win souls for God. Number one, you must know that all souls have equal value in the sight of God. All souls have equal value in the sight of God. Every soul has an equal value in the sight of God. So whether the person is poor, don't let anybody deceive you. When you preach the gospel, when a poor person receives Jesus, is as equal 
as when a millionaire receives Jesus. So don't despise a poor person. Don't despise a poor person. Don't be looking for people who are driving the expensive cars. Don't walk past somebody, a homeless man on the street, and be looking for somebody that drives a BMW or a Mercedes Benz. That guy that sleeps on the street, that homeless person, his soul is as equal, as important to God as the soul of D Donald Trump or Joe Biden in the White House. So the soul of a billionaire is, does not have more value than the soul of a homeless person. The soul of a 80-year-old does not have more value than the soul of a, a child. I got born again when I was seven, uh, 11 years old. Shout hallelujah. Don't let anyone deceive you that, the, uh, that uh, a, a young child does not know this. Uh, know th when young people come out for altar call, for an altar call, don't despise those young people. Their souls have equal value in the sight of God. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. He says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Anyone that dies without knowing Jesus, that person is going straight to hellfire. That person will not be saved. If somebody dies without receiving Jesus, that person is going to hell. Whether the person is rich or poor, whether this person is a billionaire or a pauper, whether the person is living in a mansion or is living on the streets under the bridge, if anyone dies without receiving Jesus, receiving the gift of salvation, that person is going to die. Even if the person is a teenager or a, a very old person, all souls are mine. The soul that sins shall die. In the book of Acts chapter 26 verse 22, Acts chapter 26 verse 22, Apostle Paul says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other, other thing than those things which the prophet and Moses did say should come. Apostle Paul says he witnessed to both small and great. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. Verse 22. But God protected me so that I am still alive today to tell the fact to everyone, from the least to the greatest, everyone, the rich and the poor, from the least to the greatest, all souls belong to God. Everyone deserves to hear the gospel. You must not limit your, you are not called to only the rich people. Jesus Christ preached to the poor. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus Christ preached the gospel to the poor and also to the rich. He preached the gospel to the poor people. He also preached the gospel to millionaires, to tax collectors, to rich people. He preached the gospel to everyone. So also you must preach the gospel to everyone. That is the first thing I want you to know. The second thing you must know is that the only way people can get saved is by someone preaching the gospel to them. Nobody just gets, gets saved. The person must have heard the gospel somewhere. It is the gospel that saved. God has designed it that you know, people only get saved through hear, by hearing the gospel. In the book of Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 from verse 14. Romans chapter 10 from verse 14, the Bible says, 
But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is what the scripture means when it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Woo! Lord, who has believed our message? Yet faith comes by listening to the message of the good news. The good news about Christ. Amen. So if you don't preach the gospel, they will not hear. If you don't go to the unsaved, they will not receive salvation. Your neighbor, if you don't tell your neighbor about the gospel, that person may die in front of you and go to hell. If you don't preach the gospel to your children, they may never hear it. If you don't preach to your landlord, he may never hear it. She may never hear it. If you don't preach to your staff, then your staff, you may be the only hope they have to receive the gospel. If you don't preach to your staff, if you don't preach to your colleagues at work, if you're a teacher, you don't preach to your, your pupils, your learners, they may never hear the gospel. They may never get saved. If you don't preach to your parents, they may never be saved. Amen. The only way people can get saved is by someone preaching the gospel to them. So when you go, God goes. When you go, the 13, the, the number 13, I want you to understand and to keep in mind, never forget is that whenever you go to preach the gospel, God goes to preach the gospel. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head. You are the mouthpiece of God. When you speak, God speaks. When you touch, God touches. When you pray for the sick, you know, Jesus Christ reaches out to them. If you do not go, the people will not hear and they may never get saved. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you some things you must never do when trying to win somebody to Christ. Things you must never do. I have seven of them. These seven things, you should never ever do that when you go to win the gospel, win somebody over to Jesus when you go to preach the gospel. And I've learned this from my experience. For I've been born again now for 25 years by the grace of God. And since then, I've been active winning souls. And I've been going soul winning with people. I've seen people succeed and I've seen people fail. So if you avoid these seven things, you will start getting more results in your soul winning endeavors. So seven things you must never do when trying to win someone to Christ. Number one, don't ask them if they are born again. Don't ever ask anybody if he or she is born again. We live in a yes, yes world. Did you notice it's very, very difficult to say no in this world we are living in? It is very difficult to say no. So the moment you ask someone, are you born again? The automatic response you may get is yes, I am born again. So what are you going to do? If somebody tells you he's born again, are you going to tell the person he's lying? Sometimes you close the door to sharing the gospel by that question, are you born again? The person tells you yes. Then you are, <laughs> you, there's no need to preach the gospel since the person is born again. So when I go to preach the gospel, I, I just assume the person is not born again or even if the born, person is born again, the person claims to be born again, maybe he has not heard the gospel like I'm, I'm about to preach it. I believe nobody preaches the gospel like me. Nobody preaches the gospel like you. 
So even if the person has had the gospel, let him hear it again. There's no overdose of the gospel. So when you approach someone, just if the person gives you time to talk to the person, go straight and preach the gospel. Let the person hear it again. If the person has heard it again, let him hear it again. A remixed version. Let the person hear another version of the gospel. So number one, never ask someone if he or she is born again. Number two, don't tell anyone that he is going to hell. Don't threaten people with hellfire. I've done that before. It didn't work for me. You know, people that give their life to Jesus because they are afraid of hell, going to hell, if they don't, hell, hellfire does not come so soon, they will backslide. They will go back. They will understand that you are, you are threatening them. Don't threaten anybody with hellfire. Don't threaten anybody with hellfire. Amen. Just preach the gospel. Anybody who is not born again knows he's not born again. Every sinner knows he's sinning. So don't threaten anybody with hellfire. Don't tell someone he's going to hell. He knows already he's going to hell. Anybody that doesn't have Jesus in his life knows he's going to hell. So don't go and threaten them. Make matters worse. Number three, don't argue or debate with anyone about religion or denomination. Do not argue with anyone when you go out soul winning. If somebody wants to argue with you, simply excuse yourself and just ask the person, you know, that you, you just want to go. Just tell the person, Jesus died for you. Jesus rose again after three days and Jesus is coming again. He wants to be the Lord of your life. Thank you very much for your time and just walk away. If you argue, you will never win. You can win the argument and lose the soul. Whenever you win somebody in, a, in, a, in an argument, you hurt the person's self-esteem. The person's ego is smashed. Amen. So don't engage in any type of argument with anyone. When you go to preach the gospel, just preach the gospel. Don't argue. If you are ministering to somebody who belongs to another religion, a Muslim, for example, do not argue about Muhammad. Don't argue about the Quran. Don't argue about who, who is right or who is wrong. If you are ministering to someone who belongs to another denomination, if you are ministering to a Catholic, for example, don't argue about Virgin Mary. Don't argue about their doctrine. Don't argue. Just present the gospel. In, in fact, you must just tell the person, wow, do you, do you, tell the person, did you, do, did you know that Mary was there on the day of Pentecost? So Mary spoke in tongues. Amen. You know, just don't argue about their doctrine. Amen. Stay away from any form of argument. Stay away from any topic that could engender arguments. Just preach the gospel and walk away. Number four, don't waste people's time. Respect busy people. If someone is busy, just walk away. Come back another day. If somebody is busy and gives you a few minutes, if you say you're taking five minutes of the time, make it five minutes. Be a man of integrity. Don't waste people's time. Once you waste people's time, you lose them. You lose them. If you stop somebody on the way, don't waste his time. Go straight to the point. Go straight to the point. Don't waste people's time. You turn people's, people off, especially responsible, busy people. You turn them off when you waste their time. Number five, don't overthink what to say. When you go to uh, uh, preach, don't be anxious about what to say. At that same time, the Holy Spirit will pull out from you what you have already put inside. The Holy Spirit will pull out the message of the gospel when it's time. So don't 
overthink what to say. Don't sound too academic. Don't sound too at- academic. Don't be too logical. Depend on the Holy Spirit whenever you are preaching the gospel. Number six, do not be rude. Don't be rude to anyone or act too important. You are not more important in that situation. You must be friendly and be nice. Be friendly and be nice. Don't be rude to anyone. Don't think you are superior to that person because you are the one preaching the gospel. The person hearing the gospel from you is not inferior to you. Don't act too important. Be friendly and nice. And finally, do not exaggerate your testimony or the testimonies of others. Exaggeration is a sin. Exaggeration is is a lie. You know, don't exaggerate. I've done that many times and God was not happy with me and I lost the person. Don't exaggerate your testimony. Don't try to say, tell somebody that you, you were such a terrible sinner. You know, nobody wants to know who you used to be. They will only want to know what Jesus did in your life, how Jesus changed you. Don't try to act, you know, if your testimony, if you don't have a terrible past, don't cook up any testimony of being a, a terrible guy. Your testimony of purity is a testimony on its own. Tell the person that by the grace of God, you never got involved in alcohol or drug or in fornication. Don't try to, you know, to make yourself, don't claim who you are not. Amen. Don't exaggerate your testimonies. Keep it simple. Jesus died for you on the cross. Jesus rose again after three days. Jesus wants to be the Lord of your life. If you receive Jesus as your Lord, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The price for your sin has been paid on Calvary. All you need to do is receive it. Jesus has purchased the voucher for your salvation. All you need to do is to receive it. Believe it and receive it. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't exaggerate. Don't become academic. Don't try to bombard people with scriptures. Don't Bible bash people. When you go soul winning, keep it simple. Don't use Christianese. Uh, you know, it is well. Uh, you, you know, don't talk about eternal redemption. Those, don't use those words. They don't understand those things. You know, don't talk about Greek and Hebrew, soteria, sozo. The word salvation is sozo, soteria. Don't use those Greek and Hebrews. They don't understand that thing. Be simple. Be simple. Be straightforward. Go straight to the point. And God will help you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you five things you should do after you have preached the gospel to someone. Now, after number one, give a compelling invitation to receive the gift of salvation. Now, after you preach the gospel, if the person gives you time, you must give them an opportunity to receive. You know how I do it? Don't ask someone, do you want to receive Jesus now? The person may tell you no. Don't tell them, do you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life now? Don't. The person may tell you no. <laughs> so, how, what I do is, I tell people, the gospel and I'm so passionate when I'm presenting the gospel about this too good to be true story about Jesus Christ dying for you you know after I've done that I believe the Holy Spirit is at work and I ask them is there any reason in this world why you, you don't want to make Jesus the Lord of your life is there any reason in this world 
why you wouldn't receive this gift of salvation right now? Right now. Is there any reason in the world why you wouldn't receive the gift of salvation? Usually people will tell you, no, there's no reason. I want it now. Then quickly, you, you lead them in the prayer. And you must beware of the content of the prayer of salvation. Not every prayer leads to salvation. Don't say lead people to say, I am a sinner. I am a sinner and I receive salvation today. No, man. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, that element must be in the sinner's prayer, what you call the sinner's prayer or the prayer for salvation. You must lead the person. How do you lead someone to salvation? You, you first of all, you know, you can use any formal, use any word, but you must include that Jesus is Lord. The person must receive Jesus as Lord. And the person must confess with his mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. So I say things like, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I start with that. Lord Jesus. You have, you have uh, you know, uh, hit 50% of the mark. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again that I may be saved. My brother, you must include that. Then I say, right now, I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Once you say that, the person is saved. You can add any other thing. You can close it, any, but keep it short. Keep it straight to the point. Let the person say it. You must say Don't be laughing when you are saying Don't joke. The moment you are saying, someone is saying that prayer, destiny is being changed. The eternal destiny of that person is redirected. You must say it with faith. Say it with fervor. Say it with seriousness. Say it with confidence. Hallelujah. So, number two, what to do after you preach? Assure the person that he is a brand new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Tell the person, you are like a brand new baby born in the hospital now. You don't have a past. You are a brand new person. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You must assure the person that the person is saved. That all of his sins have been forgiven. All of his sins have been washed away. You must say that. Assure the person that he is like a child born in the hospital now. He has no record of sin. He has no record of sin. You know, you must say that. Remind people about that. Hallelujah. That is one thing you must do after you finish sharing the gospel. Now, the third thing you must do is to leave a printed material. Leave the person with something to read. It's either you leave a hard copy or you leave a soft copy. If you don't have one, you can go to our website, www.dominioncommission.org. Go to our, our, our downloads. Go to our downloads and you get a, 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 two articles, uh, you know, uh, your new life in Christ, uh, you know, and how to grow in your new spiritual life. If you, if you need it, you can go to my Telegram account. You can download those materials. If you have Telegram, download uh, those materials. You know, your new, Christ, your, your new life in Christ. Your new life in Christ. Or you can send me an email. Send me an email and request or send a WhatsApp or call me on the phone. Send me a WhatsApp. Ask me for those materials. Plus two seven. My number is plus two seven six three three five four eight six four six. Plus two seven. 633-548646. Send me a WhatsApp request for those materials that you want to leave with, uh, you know, people behind. 
people must that's the reason jehovah's witness is still here that's the reason they are still here they believe in the printed page the printed page the printed give people something to read always go around with something to read ask your pastor to give you something to give to unbelievers a new believers i mean after they receive jesus leave them with something to read send it to them on whatsapp now the fourth thing to do after you've reached someone with the gospel is to believe that the person is really saved believe what you just did believe that the the power the word the gospel will produce believe that the word of god will not return even if the person does not say the prayer with you believe that as long as the person has had the gospel the seed has been planted the seed has been planted then the next thing you do the last thing is to pray for the person's establishment in the faith pray that god will send somebody to follow up on that person pray that the seed that you have planted will germinate and bear fruit will germinate pray the lord of the harvest to send someone you know uh, you know if you you can take down the person's number take his his number and follow up on the person you know disciple the person the process of discipleship begins you have done one part of the great commission you've led the person to Christ you preach the gospel the next thing is to disciple them get my messages on the uh, uh, this teaching series on discipleship grassroots you know the power of discipleship and small group fellowship get that, that teaching series you understand the process of discipleship begins immediately you don't just give birth to a child and leave that child in the hospital to take care of this itself no new believer can take care of himself just like no new born baby can take care of himself or herself you need to do something after you've received jesus uh, uh, somebody has received jesus you must preach you know tell the person how to grow spiritually tell the person encourage the person to read the bible to pray teach the person is this is now time for you to teach get the person established in the faith get the person plugged into a church if your church is not there if you have a church there point them to a bible believing church go to google find a good church around town link that person up to a church in conclusion i want you to know that so winning is god's heartbeat he doesn't want anyone to go to hell so when you are winning souls when you are committed to so winning you are touching the heart of god may god give you wisdom and understanding to apply all these things you have learned today in the name of jesus let me pray for you right now father in jesus name i pray for everyone that listen to this message i pray for an impartation of the spirit of wisdom knowledge and understanding in the name of jesus anyone who has lost his zeal his passion for for the lost in the name of jesus i pray for that zeal to be rekindled i pray for a restoration of that passion for the lost in the name of jesus thank you father lord whenever they go out so winning lord may they get a great result in the name of jesus christ amen and amen thank you father thank you lord in jesus name we have prayed amen please don't forget to share this message with people and god bless you as you do that in the name of jesus christ amen share this podcast with people share it on social media share it everywhere and god will bless you as you do that in the mighty name of jesus amen